And I'm Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Even after all those drinks you had last night? There wasn't that many drinks. Oh, okay. Cool. I think you had a lot. Not a lot, but I mean, like, you had more You had more than, like, two. Yeah. I think four. I think there were four. Yeah. So I actually think that's pretty good. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to mention that. <laughs> Why? Because it was funny. I guess. No, it was funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kill. Christine Jorgensen. Yes. Got it. Do not know who that is. Nope. <laughs> it's okay. Most people do not. Great. But we're talking about her today. Okay. She is the first ran quote unquote celebrity in the United States. Okay. Get into that more, but she was the first like trans person who kind of had a not national spotlight. So, you know, kind of we're gonna talk about that. Okay. I'm going to be changed. Obviously, this language has evolved in the last 70 years. <laughs> so, when I'm talking about her and things in general, I'm going to use updated language. Okay. But I don't think I have any quotes that are specifically have any, you know, outdated words with the few I'm quoting. Mm -hmm. So, I just want to gotcha. put that out there. Right. Using words willy-nilly. Just throwing them around. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I've also noticed when I was researching her is, and I know this is, I, th I think it's something that like we need to talk about in general, just as a community, because a lot of, almost all of the articles about her were started off with her dead name. Oh. She was born at. So and so, which I'm not, I mean, you can look it up, it's not that hard, but I'm just not going to go into it. Yeah. And I get it, but I also... Were they old articles, or are you talking, like, contemporary, like, things right now? I mean, there's not a lot of news. I mean, I mean, stuff in the centuries. Yes. The language has evolved in even 20 years, but... Yeah. No, it's, I mean, stuff is old. I mean, Wikipedia has it. Yeah. Well. So, mm -hmm. that's as most up-to-date as you would probably get, I guess. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's a very, like, tricky, tricky topic. You know, when you're trying to give, like, the complete history, but also you want to respect the person <laughs> and their their identity. It's well, like, yeah, ugh. There's ways of saying it. Like, you don't... You can say we're, you know... Because we, we have the language. Obviously, it's not going to be perfect, but we have much better language now that you should expect that from something like Wikipedia or updated articles. Like, she was assigned male at birth. Right, right, right. This was, this was her name, and it yeah. was also a dude's name. Like, yeah. There's ways around it that aren't perfect, but should be perfect. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's, but, that's fair. So. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. On that Oh, okay. And she was the first American trans woman who became widely known for sex reassignment surgery in her 20s. Hmm. So. Wow, so that would be, so like in the 40s? 
Wow. I didn't realize they even did that back then. Not here. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, we'll get into that. But she grew up in the Bronx, and after graduating high school in 1945, she was drafted for the U.S. Army yeah. because, well, it, she, after, you know, she did that. Yeah. So even from an early age, she's noted saying that she felt something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like different, she you know she didn't like short hair, hated boys' clothes. She didn't like fighting or doing sports. Basically, like nineteen forties. The stereotypical, yeah. Yeah, she became envious of her sister Dorothy and her long hair. She stated that her identity made her feel unhappy and hopeless as a child. Mm-hmm. Which, yes. So after World War Two, after she got out. In 1948, she returned to the East Coast and enrolled in photography classes at the Progressive School of Photography in Connecticut. At the same time, she was still researching about, you know, gender and her feelings. And she read about an endocrinologist who was performing experiments on hormones on animals. And she wondered if the treatment could be the answer she was looking for. So... She contacted the endocrinologist, Dr. Harold Grayson, who immediately rejected her wish to undergo hormonal treatment in order to discuss what she felt was wrong. Mm. She filed no. Mm-hmm. The doctor instead referred her to a psychiatrist so she could get rid of her female trepidation. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. Female hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> all that fun stuff. So she was In her head, yeah. In May 1950, she traveled to Denmark after learning from a friend that a lot of her family was from Denmark, so she had like connections with them in Denmark. That medical research was being performed on French people. Huh. She met with Christian Hamburger. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, okay, this is, this is serious. Keep going. So, and he was the first person who was like, you're not gay, you're trans. So a lot of people were like, oh, she's feminine and like not including male characteristics. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a homo, not the case, actually. So she was kind of getting validated and getting those answers that she always felt. Mm-hmm. So in 1951... They began her sex reassignment surgery free of charge as a part of this experiment. And everything was finished in October of 1952. Wow. Oh, wait, so, like, were there hormone treatments involved? Like, I'm just wondering if it was just straight up, okay, surgery, or if there was, like, other... She was taking the hormones before mm. the surgery, so she was taking it. Okay. So this is is this like the first documented case of like a a sex reassignment surgery like I believe so yes It's crazy It's definitely one of the at least the most prominent prominent one yeah Gotcha That was talked about in the United States 
Yeah, I mean. So she was in Denmark, this whole thing, but she was over there for the whole time. Mm-hmm. By, so before, in June 1960, before everything was finished, mm-hmm. that's when she shared the news with her family in a letter. Oh, no. Where she wrote, quote, I have changed, changed very much as my photos will show, but I want you to know that I am extremely happy, an extremely happy person and the real me. Not the physical me has not changed. I'm the same old Brud. Brud? Yeah, I don't know what. Okay. Nature, but nature had made mistakes that were corrected, <clears throat> and I am now your daughter. Her family was very open and welcoming. And oh. They declared love for their daughter as soon as they didn't before. Oh, I'm like really. I was not expecting that. I was expecting a horrible reaction, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think not everyone. From a time period sucked, I think. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to <clears throat> imagine that. Yeah, well, when you have things like the Cold War and like McCarthyism and just like all that stuff going on in the 50s, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to judge a whole like generation of people and like, you know, social wars and stuff through that. But it's kind of like, I hope in 60 years I'm not like everyone mm-hmm. in the early 2000s was. A bigoted piece of shit mm. because of obvious current events. You would hope that that's not. I mean, obviously we have social media and things like that now, but it's kind of it's kind of like that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So that's good. So she had a a, a support system. Yeah. And so that's probably that probably helped, like, you know, inform her decision to like actually go for this. You know, she yeah. knew she would have somebody to back her up. Yeah. So her final. In Denmark. In Denmark. She returned to the United States and got her vaginoplasty because it was available there, apparently there. It was under Dr. Angela and with Harry Benjamin as her medical advisor. Oh, we supposed to know who they are? <laughs> they're just... In, no, like, they're just doctors and then we're like, kind of in the mm-hmm. forefront of that. So it was in... According to the autobiography, Harry Benjamin, to give her credit for the advancement of her studies and looking forward, hmm. he wrote, quote, Indeed, Christine, without you, probably none of this would have happened. But grant my publications, lectures, etc. Hmm. So, obviously, but I actually don't know how people, like, in the media got wind of it. Yeah. I guess because of the surgeries and stuff. But... December 1st, 1962, the New York Daily News, you know, ran the headline, FGI becomes blonde beauty. Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, yeah, if you if you found out, like, a soldier, it, I, I could see how that got picked up, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, so, they reported that she became the recipient of the first sex change. This was incorrect, mm-hmm. because it was performed by German doctors in the late 20s and early 30s. Wow. Germany, side note, super progressive, was super progressive in, like, gender understanding, like, science behind trans and, like, gender identity, until Nazis burned it all. Literally. Yeah. Burned it all. So, yeah. Super progressive in that, like, we lost a lot of, like, research and would probably be, like, at least, like, 20 years ahead of where we are now if it wasn't for Nazi burning all that shit. That tends to be the case. Nazis, yeah, Nazis ruining everything. Yes. Okay, so she, but so. What was different in this case was the hormones. 
it wasn't just a reassignment. It was also the hormones as well. That's what was so funny about it. But it's also the meals that I use. They haven't gotten much better now. So <laughs> it's the time to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so obviously when she came to New York in 1953, she was an instant celebrity because people were just fascinated by it. This is post-World War II. Mm-hmm. Mind you, people are just like interested in new things and like the technology and nuclear age and... I saw something about people were fascinated by it because especially in the nuclear age, you know, kind of transcending nature mm, mm-hmm. and having this, you know, bomb that could just do all this destruction and all this, like, science advancement surpassing our knowledge of, like, what nature can do. So people were kind of fascinated on that level. The first account of her story was written by her Fordington in a February 1953 issue of the American Weekly title the story of my life you know obviously there was jokes about how she went abroad oh abroad oh that's so clever yeah Mm. radio hosts yeah i love it but you know she did for life she worked as an actress and nightclub entertainer and performed a bunch of songs she tried to get married to her fiancé in 1959, Howard J. Knox, but was rejected, quote, without prejudice because her gender was still incorrect on her birth certificate. Mm-hmm. So it was seen as a same-sex marriage, and that was incorrect. She became much of an advocate for people changing their sex on their birth certificate, you know, kind of taking it out of the binary of, you know, gay and straight, like, this is the only dichotomy that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people outside of those two things, like, exist yeah. in different ways with gender and sexual identity. Some of the songs she sang, I enjoy you being a girl, and made a quick change into a Wonder Woman costume. <laughs> the owners of Wonder Woman, the copyright demand her to stop using the character. Boo. So she did so, and used a new character of her own invention, Superwoman, <laughs> was marked by a big S on her cape. She played several clubs until, like, early 1980s. Oh, wow. She, you know, sang and danced and did all of that, you know, awesome stuff. In Los Angeles Times interviews, she said, quote, I'm very proud now, looking back, that I was on the street corner 36 years ago when the movement started. It was a sexual revolution that was going to start with or without me. I may not have started it, but we gave it a good swift kick in the pants. <laughs> so, like, a lot of her story, even though it, it, it obviously hasn't moved fast enough, but her being, you know, publicized, her having the spotlight started the conversation about transness and gender, how it was transitioned separate from homosexuality, kind of like the LGBT mm-hmm. is separate from yeah. being gay sometimes. Right. And the fact is that what was different about this, necessarily absorbing what happens now, is that she was able to take control of her own story. She told, you know, things in interviews, she performed and then told her story, she wrote an autobiography, she had basically control of how the 
didn't become, you know, over-consensualized and, like, weird. But, like, are you saying that's what happens now? I think so. Just because of, like, there's, like, so much, like, social media and, like... The social media and also just sort of before the rise of the conservative thinking and its politics, you had McCarthyism, you had stuff like that, so I think if people just... There wasn't this excessive push to infiltrate people's personal lives. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you didn't have rights and all of those things, but no one was no one's having questions about bathrooms. Right. No one's having these things because it didn't exist in the grander scale of American politics. I mean, I'm sure it did at some level, but not nearly to the point where it has been infiltrating in the last five years. So... Did she face any, like, backlash? So, I mean, I'm sure she did. It just seems like she was, like, largely, like, accepted. Just, like, this is the way it is. And people were fine with that. Yeah, I mean, she, during the 70s and 80s, she toured university campuses and, like, spoke about her experiences. She once demanded a Apology from then Vice President Syracuse Agnew. <laughs> and when he called Charles Fidel the quote Christine Jorgensen of the Republican Party. I don't get it. I think he was calling her, calling that dude probably not insinuating trans slur. Uh huh. I'm guessing. Gotcha. Agnew refused the request because he was a douchebag. Yeah. But for the most part, it's not like newspapers were printing things about her being like, you know, disgusting. Not that I've been able to find. I feel like you would come across that pretty quick. Like, I feel like if you, if if it was so widespread, I feel like you would have found a bunch of stuff about it. I'm just, like, amazed that, (laughs) like, she was just, like, able to, like, live her life. You know, like that early on. Yeah, I mean, I am too. And again, I think this is. I think people just were vaccinated before they wanted to be repulsed by it. I mean, she, you know, talked about gender being. This is one of the first conversations about gender being separate than biological sex. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being able to change your name was she ever able to change her name legally and her gender and all that i know not her gender because she was never able to get married okay because it was incorrect on her birth certificate i don't actually know i think she changed her name but i don't know if she's able to do it Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have that. And there's also this critiquing of like representation because the first time this really is like a national spotlight on trans people, you know, the isolation that I mean still exists, but it's even more so than it existed then. And then you have this huge spotlight on this woman who 
went he did all of these things and was being accepted by his family and you know lived a full life after the fact didn't exist until the 50s yeah early 50s so you know she says the answer to the problem must not lie in taking pills and suicide that look like accidents or in jail sentences but rather in life and the freedom to live it from 1967. That's hmm. awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming she she has passed on at this point. Yeah, she died May 3rd, 1989. Ugh. Eh. Yeah. Still kind of young. She is young. Oh, yeah, she died of bladder and lung cancer. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. No, but that's a pretty cool life. Like... Which the owner, Oscar Emmett Beachy, received criticism for. And I guess they were just like, well, I don't care. It's funny. <laughs> right. So, yeah, there's a lot of like, interesting like, things she was able to do, especially at that point in time, like navigating through like the 50s through the 80s, like Cold War, super. You know, that's the height of the beginning of. Like backlash in politics. Yeah. All like fun, terrible stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so she, she was just able to. Uh, she was able to maneuver it. Good. She was really cool. Yeah, good for her. What a badass bitch. Yeah, she was a badass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that was some great thing. I hope you, you learned something. I most definitely did. Yeah, thank you. <sighs> no, I think I'm good. Alright, yeah, and I'll, um, I have the Daily News cover. Oh. Cool. It's actually not... <laughs> Is it not terrible? No. That's odd, but I'll take it. Yeah. Alright, so, I guess that is our show. If you have any comments or questions, you can email us at queersbizbad at gmail.com or tweet us at queersbizbad. And until next time, make gay history and make history gay. Bye. Bye. I feel like I'm breathing heavily into the microphone.